Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are so glad to be back. And we hopefully we're not gonna have to take cover. Apparently, there's some <laughs> severe weather. Well, we'll we'll we have Grant at we the helm Grant, as our producer gosh. today. So yeah. if we have any severe weather to talk about, we will let you know. I did walk through a little hailstorm to get in the door. <laughs> yes, they're saying there's excess winds of 40 miles an hour and penny size hail on its way. So if you're in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, it is about to reach us right now. Okay, and throughout the show, if Grant needs to pop in yep, and give us will. a little more information, he will, it. so don't yep. worry. Sounds um, good. I will tell you, it is. here's my weather report. Muggy. <laughs> What's up with <laughs> muggy right away? I can't go from freezing winds to muggy. I can't really complain, though. Can I'm, you? I'm not like, really complaining. I'm just observing. Yeah. I observed a rabbit in my yard today <laughs> that I feel really bad about because it's eating all of my tulips. Oh, no. oh, yeah. And I felt even worse because I took down my bird feeders because I'm worried about the avian flu. Oh, oh yeah. Good move. And they yeah. suggested that you take away your bird feeders and your bird bath. So I did all that. And the owl that's in my yard, I have not heard for about three weeks. And but I'm feeling very upset. They well, go, the Nokomis owl family has all died. They've died of avian flu. Oh. Every single one of them except one. Oh. You've been researching this. Well, it's... You're reading about yeah. it. Yeah. And so, like, they're finding owls, they're finding eagles, and these falcons, these are raptors that eat the crappy rabbits that are in my garden right now. And I was like, oh, I'm in Golden Valley. There's raptors all over here. Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry you about... You guys have old... Yeah. Yeah. I have a few squirrels, which I got to deal with, but that's fine. But the rabbits really kill me. And I have the fattest rabbit that has taken up residence in the yard i kind of like the rabbit i have although i don't grow tulips specifically yeah like you spend so much time and effort to get this little teeny tiny flower when it's time and they're just mowed down yeah no i I learned that lesson in my first house yeah (laughs) and then i was like no that's that's like short-term appreciation long-term effort and then not even really yeah you're right and so I was like, okay, all right. So sorry, I don't even know how I got sidetracked. I, we on got my on whole to, I think we went from weather tear. to owls, <laughs> all the sorts of things. But we did have Easter last weekend, and you had a huge feast, and it was you did well. I did. Yeah. I I I I don't know if this is like a sign of age. You do but, have to whisper age. <laughs> well, Stephanie. I'm a big entertainer. Like, it really gives me joy. Yeah. And I had a lot of moments of joy over the course of the three weeks of thinking, the preparing, the planning, the dish ordering on Weekly Dish that the dishes came and they were adorable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of those things. And then the day came and my table looked great and my family came and I loved them all. And all I just kept thinking the whole time they were there is when are they leaving so I can take a nap? 
so you could take a nap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a little bit of age, honey. I wanted, like, everyone to go yeah. early. Well, also, you don't really do brunches that often, and that is a big factor, because that means you're getting up early, and you're go, 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 and, and then it's like champagne. hanging, and then you're drinking, and then everyone is, like, sitting, and you're like, well, now's the time when normally I would do my own thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we're at dinner. Everyone gets tired, and then they go to bed, and yes. you go to bed. And you can go to bed. Well, but, yeah, not it was 1 day. o'clock, yeah. and I crawled into bed. And my brunch was great. Everybody had a great time. I'm in sort of a sad period at home because our dog is 18 and we've made the appointment on Monday to have a farewell. Yep. And so everybody kind of came to say their final time with her. And she's been a dog of a lot of people's families because we've traveled so much. My sister's family has raised her, my mother-in-law, my own kid. And my kid was five when we got her. So it's basically been her dog of her whole life. She's going to be turning... Um, 24 this year. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was a great Easter. Good. Good. My Easter, at we did Bungalow Club. I saw it and I had this moment of, oh, they went out. We they did. They don't have to clean. We did not have to clean. <laughs> we, you guys, it was such an awesome and masterful way to do Easter. And I get, like, I love a feast on Thanksgiving. I love a Christmas feast yeah. for the different things. I've never really like warmed up to doing a brunch feast anyway. So I have cooked a lot of Easter dinners. If you guys remember, remember, I think my most epic was like the lamb shoulder that I did one oh, year. Yeah. That was outstanding. But so doing bungalow club this year, cause we're kind of spread, you know, we're kind of spread. Jake wasn't here. Matt flew to Portland. You know, we had a whole bunch of different things. And so I was like, eh, so let's just go out. And my mom was like, we're not going to cook. Are we? And I'm like, no. So we ended up in at the bungalow club and we ended up, with our little family and then my friend Eric Eastman, who's been on, you know, for Minnesota sure. Ice, he was like, oh, we're going at noon, too. And I'm like, oh, well, we should just, you know, push our tables together. And so we did. And so it was like his family, my family, and then a couple other friends joined us, too. We had this big, huge tent top of random family members. I love it. And then we opted in for the uh, the chef's feast, which is 45 bucks. It was 45 bucks a person. And it was just like you let. Andrew cook for you. That Andrew Kraft, who's the chef, you just don't order. He just throws plates out on your table for forty five bucks. For forty five bucks wow, a person, that's cheap. Yeah, and so we ate like a very non traditional Easter brunch. I mean, we started with like arancini, you know, a little risotto, Yum. fried balls. Never met and a then, fried ball I didn't like. No doubt. And then there was like we had <laughs> mussels, and then we had. Um, you know, and then there was like all these pastas, yeah, and then there was some steak. Pasta. There was gnocchi. There Yum. was it was outstanding. Yeah, devil eggs. So good. Yeah. So, and here's the thing, though, and I want you guys to know this: like, you can do that. Like, doing the Andrew Craft Chef's Bungalow Club feast is an option all the time. So you go in and you just it's on the menu. You just say, "I want to do the feast." The and table it's only forty five bucks. I think it's only five. It might be a different. Yeah, because of brunch. I all don't right. know. But, I'll look it up during the break. <clears throat> but it literally is like my son in law Andrew was sitting across from me and we were like, I was like, you guys don't mind, right? If we just sort of like do this, he goes, it's basically like, you know how much I hate to like think about this ordering. He's like, that's why you always have to do it. Like if you don't ever have to think about it and things just come to your table. Yeah. How marvelous. That's and you why know, people like eating with us. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> this is what Kelly said too. So it's like, yeah, you just order everything. Just yeah. get one of everything. Just if do you it. Want just to. make it happen. Yeah. If I can just sit here, it's like being at your house, right? That's what they say. It's like, you're throwing a dinner party because Nobody orders at your house. Right. You know, they just eat what's there. So, um, okay. So we had another big opportunity this week that you made possible. So thank you for doing that. We got a chance to, yeah, we uh, thank temple Israel. Thank you. Temple Israel. Thank you. Temple. We got a chance to, um, interview 
Yotam. Yotam. Yotam, is that how we said That's it? That's what he decided. Um, Odalengi, who, if you're a weekly disher, you probably are very familiar with him. He's written for the New York Times. He's written the cookbook Jerusalem, the cookbook Plenty, the pl- cookbook Simple. Yeah. He's got another cookbook coming out, Odalengi's uh, Kitchen. OTK, He's- the Odalengi Ode- Test Kitchen. He's got a bunch. That's going to be a series. Yes. He was so charming and so lovely. Didn't you feel like, oh, we could totally hang out? A hundred percent. Like we could be friends. And he picked at his beard the whole time he was talking to yeah. us, which I loved. Yeah. He <laughs> talked about his kids. He talked about his marriage. He talked about his food. He asked at the end of the interview, he's coming for two days to the Twin Cities. And he said he had one person recommend hi hi to him, which yeah. great. Yeah. Love it. And then he wanted another recommendation. And we were both sort of like, <laughs> and then you go like, are you a vegetarian? He's like, no. So we sent him to Matt's bar yeah. for a Juicy Lucy. And I really said, hope he does it. I really hope he does too. My favorite part was when we were like, but you really have to watch out. Because like when you bite into it, <clears throat> you know, you have to watch out because it's molten core. It's like really hot in the sun. And he's like, oh, like soup dumplings. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like that's the first time someone has equated a Juicy Lucy to a soup dumpling. And it's spot on. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Why haven't I ever thought of like saying that to someone? Exactly. It's exactly it. The interview was, okay, he's coming to Temple Israel to speak on May 5th. You can get tickets. Um, We'll put a link up on our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll link to the the interview there that I did and MSP Mayor that I wrote out, the little kind of questions so you can preview it. And then that, and then we'll have the actual interview, the long interview. We couldn't get, it was, we had to interview on a Wednesday and we couldn't get it cut up for the show. So what we're going to do is release it as a second helping of our podcast, Yeah. which if you subscribe to the podcast, you will get it automatically in your feed and you can listen to the whole interview. It's very worthwhile. It'll drop at 1115 today. So right after the show. And if you don't subscribe to the podcast yet, it's a really good reason to. Um, the way the podcast works is each hour is released. So hour one of the show, hour two of the show. And then we sometimes drop exclusive content there that we call the second helping. So wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whether it's your iTunes, your Stitcher, your whatever, Spotify, you can find it all there. Weekly Dish, MN Podcast. And yeah, you can hear our interview. It was super fun. It was super fun. All right, you guys, we have a great show today. I hope you're listening in for the whole round. We're going to talk some food trucks. We've got some, we have a cake fail. God, I love a cake fail. Oh, we do. <clears throat> we have a lot of fun things. We have Amanda Pa coming on and we're going to talk about some spring salads. So we're going to do that. And uh, so stay tuned. This is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. We're brought to you by Rep Crab, Knob <laughs> Creek. Knob Creek, Hornitos. Knob Creek. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March here with Steph Hansen. Yep. And we are so glad to be back with you this weekend after being off last weekend. We have kind of, I just want to preview the fact that we have kind of a summer that's going to be, you're going to be gone a lot. Yeah, it is a little bit of a weird summer. Um, as you guys may or may not know, my husband and my daughter are publishing a book called The Barons. The book launch is May 18th and it is at Lush and it's free, but you do need a ticket, but it's a free ticket. Anyone can come. Um, so there are some times where we're going to be at bookstores and on May 7th, we'll be up at Paragus in Ely. Um, it's a book about my daughter's, uh, 500 mile trip on the Thalon river in a canoe with three other women. It's loosely based on her story. There's a tragedy that obviously did not happen to her, but so that's happening. And then I do some stuff with, uh, the stone arch bridge festival and art in Bayfront park that requires some time. We're burying my dad this summer, so there's a family reunion thing. So there's some stuff. There's lots of stuff. 
Um, and so we're going to have Elizabeth Reese on. Yes, she's going to be on. We and might have some surprise guests on. I think Amy Thielen wants to come on. Yeah, I'm going to contact her. From the her, Midwestern Chef. See what's up. I'm going to get Eric Eastman back on because yep. I've heard from a few of you. You'd like to hear his sultry voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to have a good time. So we're just, it's going to be like a little, you know, all-star summer. I think maybe, maybe Giant Baby will come host on since he maybe. does have his own radio show in Tacoma. I know. And I tried to listen once, but I couldn't figure out how. I know. I have to set He wasn't on last night. So okay. That's fine. Um, all right. So one of the things that I've been doing this week, I swear to God, you guys, is like the clock like goes pink. Are you working on Restaurant Week again? No, is that I'm working. what's happening? Didn't work- that just publish? Yeah, no, no. No, no. But the, our 50th issue published. It's so great. Which is going to be great. We're going to talk about that. I think next week. Okay, I'm a subscriber, so I just got it. Yeah, yesterday. I wanted to marinate a little bit, but I want to talk. I'm going to read some of the old restaurants. Oh yeah, and stuff that I found through the issues from. So that'll be fun. But what I've been doing after Easter is answering grad party emails about oh, what yes. food trucks. <laughs> you guys all want food trucks, and it's great. And there's everybody's think, back at it. They're back at it. So I love this, and so I wanted to say that two things. One. Uh, get a pen and paper if you are at all interested in this so that you can listen to what we're going to talk about. Or subscribe to the podcast and then it's there <laughs> for you. True. Um, and then two is that I am working on the food truck guide that lives on mspmag.com. We are working to update it. Um, our friend Alex Laudner is doing the hard work of checking in with people, getting their websites updated, you know, all this kind of stuff. So hopefully that should be ready very soon. Um, but meanwhile, I just wanted to point out a few that I love. If Please. you were looking for some. Um, I did get an email earlier uh, about a barbecue food truck, like looking for a barbecue truck that could park or whatever. Yep. And I would say that while Animales is my favorite barbecue spot, and we talk about it a lot, they don't have a truck per se. They can't come to your party in a truck, but they do have catering. So you can order all the smoked meats and everything else and then either go pick them up or have them drop them off. I and think. you did that for one of your kids' weddings. Oh, I did it for I did it for Megan's wedding and Jake's grad party. Okay. Like, 100%, I stand behind the smoked meats at Animales, and they they do a killer job. Like, killer job. And you get... You know, we got like the smoked pastrami and it was like it came wrapped up and it was I just kind of kept it in a 200 oven, you know, warm. And then I unwrapped it when the people and I put it on the buffet and we made sandwiches out of it. It was outstanding. Full disclosure, my daughter's working at the burger truck. So if you go to get a burger, you can wave. She's likely going to take your order. You can say hi, Ellie. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to shout out a couple other smoking bones is um a they do a lot a lot of uh food truck they they will bring the smoker to your party or your wedding or whatever you want to do um and they also kind of run around they show up like they were up in maple grove just this last week so you can sample and see how they are um but you smoke and bones is one of them and what i love about them too is they will also do like a whole hog like if you want to do that for oh, your party, yum. isn't that a great idea? That I mean, I've never met a whole hog I didn't like. Yeah, they're just you haven't fun. met a lot of things you don't like. I know there's it's a true. lot of things. True, you're true, very, true. you're greedy in the naturally positive way. Yes, unless it's the tongue. pig's ear, which we know I yeah. had to spit out, and then a chicken came over and ate it off the ground in front of me. Yes, that was interesting. Um, so smoke and bones is one. The other one I wanted to mention was what is it? It's Mister Pig stuff. Um, that's and, a really cute name. Yeah, and it's in and Mr. It's, pig stuff. It's Who it's Shakopee, Mister Pig stuff. Um, uh, it's uh. in the Southern Metro. It's Shakopee. They do um, a lot of catering, and they do a lot of great events where you have. They also do a whole suckling pig roast. So, like that to me is like one of those things. Like a lot of people were looking for those kind of trucks, and that's kind of wonderful. Fun. Um, okay, some of the other trucks I wanted to shout out. Uh, 
is um, the uh, El Norte Kitchen. We've talked about them. Have you ever had their stuff? No. You should try them. They're out. taco. Bur- they have a burrito, right? That you love. Um, yeah. Or they, a quesadilla. Yeah. Quesadilla. Well, right. All the things. They actually had like one of those cool. Well, so they're like, and they're not Mexican, you guys. They're like, they're kind of like their idea is like Tucson, right? And so they do these sort of Tex-Mex, Yum. you know, things like Southwesterny. Yes. Yeah. And I, the one I know that they used to have, uh, they like do carne asada California burrito, you know, those kind of things. The carne asada fries that they have, where you get the fries and then you get the big Yum. like bunch of meat and toppings on top. I really miss like that. nacho fries. They used to have that at Thurley Brewing, and I miss that. Mm-hmm. They do have a great quesadilla, by the way. But yes, and they have a jalapeno smash burger on their menu usually. Mm. But here's the thing: is like they and they park a lot at White Squirrel Bar in St. Paul. Which is really a sweet spot. Yeah, if you want to check them out. Seriously. Okay, there's a new truck in the metro. It's called the Corn Dog Company. And, you know, have you heard about the Crunchies that opened yep. up in Dinkytown? That, that was lines? in Las Vegas that I talked about when I went to Las Vegas last time. Oh, yeah? Where, and I had the Squid Ink Dog. Oh. Yeah, that's the same chain that, remember when we were talking about the Korean dogs? Maybe you don't remember, but uh-uh. a lot has happened on this show between yeah, now and then. Lot, lot. Um, yeah, no, I've been to Crunchy's a couple times, and not the one in Dinky Town, the one in Vegas, but it's the same owner. Yeah, it's an it's a it's an international. Yep. It's like the bubble tea invasion, like, and it's good. Yeah. Well, here's a this is a truck. Like here's the thing with that: there's Dinky Town, and then there's lines, right? Yeah. And so that's you have to have the feeling for that. You have to want to go do that. But this is uh, called the Corn Dog Company, and it's a truck, and they're out in Burnsville Center right now. And they have regular corn dogs, like they have, you know, the normal state of the art battered corn dogs. But then they also have the Korean corn dogs with the cheese in the middle. Yum! And that's like I think a fun thing. Um, They are, and they're new, and they have something called the the Honey Dog, where they just sort of like drizzle their big old corn dogs in like the hot honey. Yum! That's a thing. A lot of people are into that. I like hot honey. Do you? Yes. Um, but I think I love the fact that they have like, uh, they have something called the, it's the cheese bomb. It's like a cheese stick. Like, it's so funny that you think about the cheese stick and how long that's been at the Minnesota state fair, the corn, you know, like the corn dog cheese stick. Uh huh. And like, I feel like all of a sudden it's like this fascination because now it's Korean cheese. Yes. (laughs) And the Koreans do have a way of making a lot of their food fun. Oh, they perfect everything. They put texture and The Taiwanese street food YouTube, you guys, is the only YouTube I watch. Which is weird. But so you, because so you. you were the first person to eat Japanese Kit Kats in my life. I know. I love those. And mooncakes and all the rest. And spam masubis and unigirashus, <laughs> all that stuff. I love and that. And you watched anime before anyone else I knew. <laughs> before you knew. I'm not, yeah. And you put the, I think, the biggest video that has ever been watched on our channel, which was the guy oh, with the, the cheese. cheese fountain. <laughs> that was epic, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Um, okay, so a couple other ones. I want to shout out Bad Rooster, you guys. Bad Rooster Food Truck. Yes, Grant has feelings. Chicken place over in Hopkins, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. they were yeah they were over at Cheesecake, at Muddy Paws Cheesecake, yes, right? They have, yes, yes. They're so good. Bad Rooster is the best chicken sandwich in town. Yes, they've got a little spot right over off of Highway 7 that they sometimes park at. And it's actually there where their kitchen and everything is. Yeah. It's right by Hopkins Crossroads and Highway 7. Dude, that's it. It Yum. is a gold mine for chicken. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And Love it's a it. woman-run business. And it I, she's she's awesome. She's so, Toma really Grill's cool. yeah. doing graduation catering too. Are they really? Lots of it. Toma Grill is a great one for graduation as well. All right, so I'll tell you what, food trucks will have that list updated. We'll keep talking about them. We'll uh, we'll be right back. All right, so Grant, I didn't prepare you for this. <laughs> oh, no, no. 
uh, do you see in our button bar uh, segment opener called Dribs and Drabs? Yes, I do. Let's play it. Play it. Anything else you need to talk about? Time once again for Stephanie Hansen's Dribs and Drabs. I mean, it's all kind of little dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) dribs and drabs always make Stephanie laugh because there's little things that I want to talk about with her that are food related, but they're maybe not a whole segment. Sometimes they turn into a segment. Sometimes they just are things that we tick through the list. Right. Okay. Here is something that I'm obsessed with. And I even got more obsessed over the last week. Okay. So I confessed a couple weeks ago that while Stephanie was doing a segment, I was shopping online, which Julia says she does every day, but it was rude and I wasn't listening to Stephanie and I bought all of my Easter I'm sorry, were you just talking? Because I was just shopping. exactly. Sorry. Were you speaking? Totally deserved. So during that time frame, I bought a Dansk orange large seven quart pot that I found on Etsy, which was the segment I had done before was vintage dishes. And I started going down the rabbit hole and buying things and it's amazing. And it came and it's lovely. But while I was like looking up old, cause I have a lot of old dance things. I really like it. And I used a lot of it to style my cookbook. I figured out that food 52 has bought this brand. Yeah. We talked about it. Okay. And again, you know how I am. I know. I know. I'm just like, for all the listeners who are sitting there going, yeah, I just wanted you to know we did talk about it. And Stephanie, me, Stephanie, I'm talking about myself in the third person has not such a great memory. Um, But so I was like, well, this is really interesting because they are trying to figure out how to found and they're founding these pans that I've loved forever and they're making new colors and bringing back some of the old colors. You know, did you hear they're having a hard time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're having a hard time finding manufacturers that can work, you know, because everybody's still backed up. You yep. know, there's places that are still backed up that are working on their own orders. So they don't, they're not able to put in their own, some, they are not, they're having a hard time finding a manufacturer for these pans. Yep. And these pans are, they're enamelware, mm-hmm. so you can cook with them on the stovetop and then put them in the oven. They're just, I love them. I, I just really love them. So that was like, oh no, this could be a problem. Yeah. Because now, like, I don't have to just have vintage ones. I can have new ones too. But again, not worth the whole segment, but a drib or a drab. Oh, okay. Okay. That was you already you're laughing because you're like we've already talked about this Stephanie and I'm all of a sudden jazzed up about it. Yeah. Okay. Another thing we've probably already talked about, but I'm also jazzed <laughs> up about. In fact, I I'm sure we've almost talked about it. Soup cubes. <laughs> and are you laughing because we have? <laughs> I don't know. I just okay. don't know where this is going. Soup cubes. These are. This is a kitchen item. Is this a thing you buy or a thing yes. you're making? No, this oh. is a thing you buy. Okay. You buy these silicone trays and they come in a two cup version, a one cup version, a half cup version and a quarter cup or an eighth of a cup version. And they're silicone trays that instead of like right now when I make soup, I freeze it in mason jars because I can line the jars up. I leave about an inch and a half a headroom. And then when I cook it, I either leave them out on the counter until they dethaw or I put them in the microwave and, and thaw them. And I even have like a leather sleeve that has a handle on it. So I can just slip that leather sleeve on my hot mason jar full of soup and I'm good to go. These are silicone that you would put the soup in there, freeze it, and then you pop them out and you can have them in Ziploc bags. So like an ice cube tray. Yes. Okay. 
And I've used ice cube trays for pestos mm-hmm. and nut butters and those kind of things. But that you would have like a two cup version uh-huh. for popping out a square of soup. I see. Feels like really good way to use your freezer space. Yes. And you know, freezer space for me is always at a prime. Premium. It's premium <laughs> rent. Because we're in a, we're in the phase of the season right now where we're not buying anything other than fresh produce. Yep. Because we're eating out the freezer. Right, right. And I did have a whole recipe that I made last week of almost everything that came from the freezer, except for a jar of green salsa that I had to buy. Okay. And I thought I had a jar of green salsa, but I'd already gone through it all. Got it. Okay. So that's exciting. Okay. Soup, silicone, pop soup things. Yes. Okay. Stephanie loves a good cake fail. I do love a good cake fail. And I had an epic cake fail. Okay. So I want to tell you about it. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So I made... I got my first farm share came two weeks ago. Oh, Foxtel wow. Farms. And they have a hoop house and they have overwintered some stuff. So it was a big bag of gnarly looking carrots that were probably overwintered. Yeah. A bag of spinach that was fresh, uh, some applesauce, some pickled vegetables. And they were talking about, oh, some green onions. I mean, it's been hard to be farming in this weather. I mean, let's be honest, it's right. hard to even live in this weather, let alone try and farm. <laughs> right. Anyway. So I had all these gnarly carrots. So I decided for Easter I was going to make a carrot cake. Never made a carrot cake before. Tinkered with the recipe because I can't. never made a carrot cake no. before. Huh. Uh-uh. And I tinkered with the recipe because I don't like raisins in my food. I yeah. find it gross. So I really worked on this recipe that I was excited about. And the first cake that I made, I couldn't get the one of the sides out of the pan. So it was ruined because I kept digging at it and it just crumbled and fell out. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll crumble all these little um, bits up and I'll use them for like ice cream or maybe I'll make cake pops. Anyway, that bag went into the freezer, as you can imagine. Yeah. So now I have the one layer. I have to remake the cake again. I do. And now I have two layers. So I'm like, okay. And I grease the pan better. And another thing I discovered is that someone was like, oh my gosh, don't you use those already pre-cut round pan liners? No, didn't even know those things existed, but they do. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about your cakes falling out because you've got the parchment paper around. Sure. Okay. Now I've got three cakes <laughs> and I've discovered another gadget, which is the round. So I ordered those. But I went and I did my TV segment. And during the TV segment, I frosted the cake. And I like to have a modern carrot cake where you don't frost the sides. Oh. Because I think it looks pretty to see sort of the frosting layers inside. Sure. And I had three layers. It looked really good. I had candied ginger on top. I had some cranberries because my secret ingredient was the cranberries instead of raisins. I put the cake in like a cake container because that's what I'm going to serve for Easter. Sure. The staff at Fox was pretty upset that I didn't leave it for them to eat. Yep. They were giving me all the sad face, but I was like, heck no, I've made this cake twice. It's coming home. It's coming up. I'm in the car and the cake thing is in my bag. And all of a sudden (laughs) I take a corner too sharp and the cake in the container, flies out of the bag, ends up in the car, in the back of the car. Gross! It's still inside the container, (laughs) but it's looking real bad in there. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, God darn it. So I get home, I get the cake out, I take the top off. There's one layer intact that just looks damaged. (laughs) There's another layer that's in like three pieces, and then the top layer is probably 
in like eight pieces and there's frosting everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> That's the worst part. There's frosting oh, yeah. everywhere. And it gets in every crevasse yeah. you can yep. think. And because it's probably buttercream frosting. Oh, or, yeah. So that it's like Cream fatty. Cheese. So then, yeah, like, so you have to, like, it doesn't really, like, just wipe away. No. Oh. And it's got butter in it and cream cheese and goat cheese. And it's just, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. So I'm still, like, not giving up on the cake because <laughs> I'm going to serve this at Easter come hell or high water. Yeah. Right. So I get the bottom I'm like, layer. I'm like sitting over here going cake pops. Like, <laughs> yeah, cake but pops? no, I'm not. I'm like, that's more work. I have to get like chocolate and dip them. And no, I'm going to make this work. So I get like a cookie sheet and I scrape up the bottom layer and I get that all assembled. And I've got frosting and I'm like pu- putting it back together, like spackling, right? Yeah, you're spackling. Then I get the second layer and I'm literally like holding it together as I'm putting cream cheese in the middle to get it all together. Then I get the third layer and it's just, it's so crummy and I'm trying to like get the crumbs out of the frosting because I want it to look kind of good. Yeah. And at this point I'm like, okay, I've got that bag of crumbled up cake in the freezer. I could do what Dory Greenspan does where you put the crumbs along the outside and make it look real rustic. Oh. But I didn't. I just, with my spatula and my knife, I dug out some crumbs (laughs) and I got that cake to look Good. Yeah. Wow. And I like got new ginger, candied ginger and new cranberries. But now it's like it's all held together by frosting. That's right. Yeah. And so I have to quickly put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, you got to get that cooled down. So this is now on a Wednesday. That cake is in the refrigerator, hermetically sealed. Yeah. Till like Don't, Sunday like, like of it's, Easter. It's got like crime tape around it. Oh, Nobody yeah. needs to get and near Kurt it. And Kurt is like, it. are we going to eat that cake? Yeah. I'm like, not until Sunday morning. <laughs> so, of course, I Instagram the whole thing. But so Sunday morning comes and it's Easter and everybody's coming and I've got the giant ham in the fridge. This cake no one can touch in the fridge. <laughs> I get the cake out and I like kind of have to push, pull the sheet pan out and push the cake onto my green serving. And I'm just like, oh, please stay together. But it was cold enough that it did. Yeah. And you guys, it was like, everybody was just like, oh my God, this is the best carrot cake ever. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it, it is. Because it had like How much- a great frosting to carrot ratio. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was fresh garden carrots from the farm share. Yeah. You know, well, and it who was even just cares? I mean, all honestly, held together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when everyone was leaving, I had like, you know, a half of the cake left. And I was like, here, take some cake. Please take some cake. I thought if I have to look at this cake cake one more second. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it was a massive cake fail that I was able to recover. And the next week when I went back to Fox, the producers were like, well, kind of serves you right. Because you didn't leave it here for us to eat. They were like, you knew it was doomed to fail. Right, right. Oh, my God. So I thought that was pretty funny. Wow. Okay. There's your cake fail. It was a cake fail, a cake recovery, a cake cake lesson. Actually, it wasn't a cake fail. A redemption story. It was a cake redemption. It was. It was a cake redemption. And the moral of the story is you can buy a cake round, parchment paper rounds. Right. and, And be fine. Yes. Good job. Well done, you. Cake fail. Okay, there you go. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So you want to give us a call at 651-641-1071, and we'll take your questions. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back, and welcome to the uh, Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. It's uh, the time when you give us a call and let us know if there's you have any questions, any concerns, 651-641-1071. We have had Phyllis, who's been hanging on for quite a while. Phyllis, Phyllis. are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Yes, what can we do for you today? Well, um, I'm 
going to be getting married in October. Congratulations. On a Monday. Yes. Monday afternoon. It'll be just small and family, about 40 people. It's White Bear Lake. I'm wondering if you can recommend any restaurants uh, nearby or, uh, that would be able to accommodate about 40 people for a nice appetizer, buffet, wine and beer. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I think we both said that uh, Aqua is a nice option right by on the water there. Uh, that's a nice little Italian kind of cozy spot. I really like that place. Um, we had thought that maybe Churchill, which is over in Shoreview, not too far, not in White Bear Lake, but kind of close up in that area is quite lovely. And they have a great little private room in the back, I think. Um, and they have actually a patio that's nice. That might be good for that first weekend in October, if you're looking at that. Um, that might be nice. Um, and then there's the Brick House Food and Drink, which is in uh, White Bear Lake. They recently opened. They've got a great, you know, kind of very cozy tavern, American tavern vibe. That might be fun. Well, thank you very much. Okay, you're okay. welcome. Thanks for holding on. Yeah. All right. We also have, do we, Grant, we have another one on the line? Yeah, Brian is Oh, we on got Brian. Line. Yep. Hey, Brian, what's up today? Hey, how are you? Good. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about Twins food. Yes. At the game. I was wondering, had heard that the Northeast Food Building had grilled cheese there? Or? Yes. So there's a so the so the food building has uh, grilled cheese on this grate on the uh, Bakersfield bread, and they've got the Alamar cheese, and it's with tomato soup, and it's over in the new area that's like a market, like it looks almost like a little supermarket okay. area. I've never been there, so and uh, we need to know what Grant had it when he went to the Twins game. So yeah, Grant, what did you have? Well, I tried the uh, Soul Bowls. They got their new Summer Bowl, which yes. is like macaroni and cheese and some uh, barbecue braised beef in there. That was really good. That is good. And then I also had—I don't know if it's new this year, but it was new to me. Those their pot pies, but there was a yeah. sloppy Joe pot pie and then a chicken wild rice. The bub- pops. Bubs, 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 pie. pie. Did they, you like that? I love the chicken wild rice. Oh, one. great! It They're was, up in. They're up in Woodbury too. They do takeout yeah. and they also do catering. If you want to do that for a grad party, it'd be That's fun. That's a good idea. Yeah, really good. Really good. good. Those are my two two first things that I've tried this year. So That's far, awesome, so. Brian. Are you going today? I'm. I've never been there, so okay. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. No, not no. today. <laughs> not today. Right. Thank you. It, cool beans. It's too uh, soggy. Uh, there it is. Okay, right, here's a question Grant. stuff yeah. that I answer, but I want to see your answer because I think you'll have different suggestions. Okay. Hello, long-time listener question. We're looking for a private chef for an in-home dinner for about six to ten people, hoping with COVID calming for a bit that this is a thing again for a special family event. Private chef. Yes. For how many? Ten? Any recommendations would be awesome. Okay. Um, ten, six to ten in a home. Six to ten in a home. Who do you have? Uh, well, I, Don Samuelson, former owner of the Kenwood, is doing in-home private chef gigs. Okay. Also, Jamie Malone, obviously, is doing that. Well, yeah, and, and she's not coming to cook in your home, necessarily, but you can order a box of food that you then, you know... She like, has a private chef button on her website. Oh, well, uh, well, yeah, okay. So I suppose if you pay enough, yeah. people will come. I would say that if you want to do that in your home, I would say if you... Like, I would go to her place. <laughs> I would go to the uh, Petite Atelier, which is her space, which is, like, perfect and wonderful. And so you don't have to cook or clean. Yeah, exactly. I would do that. Uh, Heather Jans, Curry Diva, I thought would be good. Yeah. Also, um, Jenny Breen does catering, and she is Jenny Broccoli. She does um, kind of sustainable, healthy-type presentations and nutritional coaching also, Liza Atkinson from Nash and Gather can come in your yeah. home and do a small dinner. That's a good one. You've got a lot of good ones. Okay. 
So good. I got them all. I okay. thought maybe you'd have some different ones that I was missing. No, I'm not that I can. I mean, I'd have to Google. Okay. And about this it. one, I felt sad and I answered. I'm doing art and bloom on Friday with my daughter-in-law and my five-year-old granddaughter. We'll enjoy the flowers and the art. And then we want to have a fancy girl lunch. Any lunch spots you'd recommend? We're all wearing hats to make certain we know we're fancy. Downtown, I welcome your help in brainstorming. <laughs> Sadie, okay, so it's like, it's a bunch of, it's, it's kids? It's three generations. Oh, okay. Grandma, mm, 50-year-old lady, and five-year-old kid. Yeah. Oh. Going to Art and Bloom at Minnesota Institute of Arts. Um, and then wants to go downtown for a fancy lunch during a weekday. So, funny enough, I mean, I guess... You know, the Copper Hen is kind of close to Mia, and I think that they have such a great vibe, you know, like with the exposed brick, and it's got, like, if you were wearing a fancy hat and going for that, and they have great, they have multi-generational food, too, like you can get a burger, you know, if you wanted to, but then they've got wonderful sandwiches and salads and entrees. I really love the Copper Hen. That's a good one. I was thinking, like, the Walker and doing, like, the, I know it's more of, like, a coffee shop vibe, but... Trying to think of places that would be close. Um, you mean cardamom? Yep. Cardamom at the Walker is a great idea, actually, because that's got a nice airy, you know, kind you of can a kind thing. of make it like a whole arty day. Yeah. Um, um, what's like kind of sweet and like just feminine? It's too bad Grand Cafe. Swedish is Institute, Fika. Yeah, Fika would be good. Again, another museum. But I know. Yeah, we're like hitting all the museums. Healing Hotel. Well, that is Fancy definitely definitely lunch. That's kind of uh actually I wish you could go this I mean the St. Paul Hotel and do like a high tea. Yeah. Or Brits. Brits is still doing high teas if you can oh, find I didn't one. Think about that. Yeah, that would be a great idea for that one. All right, we do have Sarah on the line. Sarah, you have a question. Oh, you have a good idea for a wedding in White Bear. Oh yeah, hello, Stephanie's um wanted to share it's not White Bear, but it's right around the corner in Delwood. It's called Seven Vines Vineyard. Oh, I and it's absolutely beautiful yes i have been meaning and, to get out there we have to go oh no go ahead that's have you oh, been there have you done things uh just wanted to share that for if she wants to take her family there for you know drinks i think they've got apps there too it's just beautiful and they actually host weddings oh yeah, good i just wanted to share that yeah we awesome. appreciate it thank you sarah another person of tweeted course. at us that the manito grill or stonehouse catering is also worth checking out for a venue in white bear lake i didn't I thought the Manitou Grills shut down, so that's awesome. They're open. That's a great little... That's kind of... It used to be... It used to have like kind of a clubby, sort of an English pub vibe, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. I always like that place. I like a good English pub. I know. Okay. Um, uh, here's one more. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, yeah. Looking for a restaurant idea for my University of Minnesota college graduate May 7th. I'm listening to the show right now, and a pizza farm sounds intriguing, However, are there any in the metro area? We usually celebrate at Mancini's, and I'm looking for something fun and different and need seating for eight. Um, pizza farm? Nothing. I mean, there is that. There is there's the pizza farm out. that's out in Long Lake, you know, the Two Pony Gardens, but they're very sporadic in that, you know, and, and that's one of those, like, you show up and you set your own table and you bring your own thing, and it's not like a restaurant kind of thing. Um, and that's the only one that's really in the metro area. Um I like this idea, and this is, we just talked about Liza Atkinson. She has this thing called Noshniks, 
Yeah. And they're picnics. True. We've, and yeah, you, you can did one last summer. Do them. I did. I did one at my home and they come and they set up everything and they bring all the food and they make this great little picnic-y, Instagram-worthy space in your in your environment and then they come and they take it all away. Yeah. So that would be nice and you could even do that like in a park or somewhere else. Where you could do it at a brewery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How fun would it be to do that like at a, you know, instead of having a food truck, you have her set up your stuff like at a table at and a brewery. And they'd let you if yeah. a lot of the breweries, you know, they have don't, catering situations. Right, because they have a food truck, but they yeah. allow you to bring other food in. That's always good. Or do it at a distillery. You know, see if you could do it at like Tattersall or something like that. Another place that I think is real cute, just thinking picnic Next May 7th is maybe a little early yeah, for the weather, but early. they've got picnic tables outside and it kind of has a different vibe. And that's that Waldeman Brewery. Yeah. And that's it's super cute. In a they old, have food. I mean, like yes, they have they like, you know, lots of German good sausages and stuff. Hey, we do have another caller. We have Amber on the line. Amber, are you there? Yeah. What can we do for you? I was wondering if you guys knew where I could find some really good beer battered chicken strips. Okay, Amber, we're going to, do you want a break? And then we'll answer it after the break. I think we're going to have to do, we're going to have to take a break because we're going to wrap up and hold on the line and we'll get back to you or hang up and listen and we'll find some. We'll find some beer battered chicken strips for you. Okay, thank you. All right, you guys, we'll be right back.